motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. Where the stars in this piece of shit? I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? I am OG. Oh, look, he's got a billion toys. And I am Pete Monty. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Beast Legends box set. for me to say that I hope that that phone spontaneously combusts and actually catches on fire and wow. his hand. I'm just curious. I'm asking for a friend. Rocky asked me to ask. Ending, ending, ending your tenure here is on a, on a rough note there. A little angry oh, note. oh, well, let's, let's, first of all, let's squash the rumors that OG is ending his tenure here. Well, that's, that is not what is happening. OG is, as, as, as you may know, unless you have not been paying attention, tonight will be uh, OG's last regular episode. Yeah. So he'll still be popping in yeah, as much as we can convince him to do so. He's getting upgraded to the corner office. That's correct. So OG will be promoted to the executive producer position on this program. He'll continue to run things from behind the scenes. He'll be on all the social medias and all that. And he'll be able to uh, spend time working on his many, many projects, uh, including that one he's been developing for eight years that... Just isn't going so well lately, <laughs> last couple of days. So he'll be able to focus a little more attention on that. Maybe, I don't even know, maybe he'll actually play D&D with people who have been asking him to play D&D for 15 years. But, you know, any anything can happen. Anything can happen. You never know. So that's what I'm saying. It's a, but it's a, it's a landmark day, though, here at Big Cat's Geek Stuff. Sure. Seeing as it's episode 560, that's right. which we're calling... Kev, we're. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I couldn't come up with anything. I was too emotional. That's a good excuse, right there. That's See, a good, I know. I developed that lie. one. I spent the last probably two, three minutes developing <laughs> that since we ab- since we aborted the first <laughs> attempt <laughs> at this episode. We aborted the first five hundred and fifty nine episodes. <laughs> of this Seems about right. Seems about. Oh, right. nothing has changed, folks. I think, I think if you add them all, well, I'm sure something will develop along the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think if you add it up, though, I think that you and I have done. I would think close to 600. I would say well over 600. You would? Yeah, absolutely. When you're you counting the Sirius XM or the XM stuff. Series well, we XM, did. That was exclusive to Sirius XM. Right. That we couldn't replay here. Correct. If you include stuff like the New York Comic Con episodes, which are not numbered. Oh, that's true. The numerous mm-hmm. con episodes that we put up that were not numbered. That's true. I bet they far exceed 40 episodes. I think also, if we're, if we're thinking about it, we have... Uh, uh, th- was the Mr. Fantastic show... The TV show was that? Did we? We did do that. That was. That did was we file of, audio out from that? Was that different than our regular? Yes. No. 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 That went out as regular audio. It did. We. It so did. we were just basically taping the show there. But Correct. okay. Okay. Correct. Yeah. I, I thought maybe for some reason those might have been different. Yeah. How, how many of the XM shows do you guys do? Well, it was a couple of years. It was a couple of years. It was a couple of years. It was. It was. It was on XM. It was at least a couple of years. On Sirius XM, it was also. Yeah. A couple of years, so oh. it's yeah. Actually, now that OG mentioned that, I'm sure it's. Well, I would say it's probably maybe it's closer to 700 actually. Yeah, I, I, like I would guess it would be somewhere closer to 650, somewhere in that ballpark. I okay. feel like because That's you know, fair. man, we took we did take some time off. 
<laughs> Did we? Were robbed by well, monitor. When, mon- when monitor took everything and ran off. When well, monitor th- took everything. That wasn't the only thing that happened. <clears throat> you know, when I was cleaning out the uh, New York Comic Con uh, bin number two, Con box two, Con box two, um, I found an entire box of photos of UI and monitor. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, the trading cards that we had. Oh, I right. I have that somewhere, actually. I forgot. Yeah, I found you, those. You kept those, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I didn't toss them. Oh, oh no, okay. No, no, we have them. They're, they're in the com box. Well, we know we know that, uh, of course, um, a lot of changes coming up. We're going to make, a, a, obviously, a really huge announcement next week. Um, so... Um, some so maybe that some of that material may may now be part of the archive Ooh, of the program. Fancy, yeah. can't wait. You know, and uh, Sam, did you know that when I uh, started on the show, my goal was literally to just be better than Monitor. Oh, because I set the bar as high as possible. <laughs> and I would say you're getting close. How many more episodes until you just steal everything? Well, every, everything <laughs> wow. here is almost mine anyway. So I it's mean, true. it's true. I was gonna, except, I was for that gonna dong, say, except for that dongle on Kev's phone right there. Everything is... Uh, yeah, the missing dongle? Yeah, the missing dongle. That Everything was not, is awesome. That was right there. Out that the OG open. was hiding? I, I was doing no such thing. Oh, okay. You clearly left say it here what last you week. want. All right. Well... Mm-hmm. So Nick has surpassed... Or Monty has surpassed Monitor. Sandwich running neck and neck. That, that would be my <laughs> assessment. Okay. I think that's fair. Right? And that's... I mean, look, that's, that's a compliment, Sandwich, because Monitor was very loyal... And dedicated for a long time. He put in a lot of hard hours. Oh, he did. Who's do, who's done a better job so far, though? Rocky or Sandwich? Well, Scapego- I mean, scapegoat. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's going to be that kind of show, people. They're all we're bringing them all back. Oh, OG wow. and I are going to share memories. They're hiding uh, behind a curtain not, right now. But not until uh, not until the second segment, because there is surprisingly um there is news well we do have to talk about new york comic-con well yeah those things so let's do those things so we're starting with comic-con or are we waiting for segment two for comic-con well i, I think I, I feel like oh, gee, what do you feel like doing i today? think tonight's focus is going to primarily be comic-con and what news came out either directly from comic-con or around comic-con that seems to be like the logical approach to All this right. uh Scenario. I, I think personally that we should begin with uh, Hasbro at Comic Con. Oh yeah, let's Let, let's make sure because you know while we have plenty of time, uh, because uh, I believe and Kev, tell me if I'm if I'm wrong here. I feel like you have some words that you want to share about. Hasbro. Yeah. Well, well, let's say first of all, right out of the gate, you know, for the best in Star Wars coverage of all these events all over the world, you know, Friday during New York Comic Con was Triple Force Friday. So I heard which is the release of, of Star Wars product by many, many companies. Um, and they're covering three licenses, not licenses, three platforms. No, three media out. No, three different things. Uh, Rise of Skywalker being one, the new video game. Uh, I think it's Jedi Fallen Order, I think it is. And the, uh, and the Mandalorian. So three platforms. So three platforms. Yeah, well, I don't think that's right. Presences, three, something. Anyway, uh, so that's why it's Triple Force Friday, because they were releasing product from all of those. And, um, but for the best thing coverage all over the world, you definitely want to check out our friends over at Fanthatracks.com. F-A-N-T-H-A, Tracks. Dot com, fanthatracks.com. It is, without question, the single, uh, I believe their, their slogan is, uh, all the Star Wars news in a single file, which I think is really funny because Bantha's walking single file. Anyway, um, the point is, is that uh, uh, for, for absolute in-depth and incredible coverage, you immediately want to go over there. And over there, you will be able to see Hasbro's... Um, panel presentation for star wars right. and i have to say every year it just it never changes they're they're horrendous i'm kind of glad i didn't make that panel this year i knew i would be safe not making the panel of course because i could go to fanta tracks but let's just sum it up really quickly sure. it's basically three people on the stage who are trying to act excited and they want the audience to be excited about the things they're saying yeah. except that they're not you know, at one point they're like, yeah, let's give that a hand. And there were three people clapping and it was the three people on the stage. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of glaringly obvious that it was the most n- awkward applause. I yeah. Think I've ever heard. No one is really sort of happy about w- what they're doing. 
Well, this is the problem that this is a problem that I think Hasbro runs into frequently when it comes to Star Wars related news. We've seen this throughout the years, Big Kev. They try to have these big presentations, right? But they're always before they're actually allowed to talk about any product. So even so, if the product that they already have announced or that has been revealed is a little on the subpar side, and then they can't announce even anything that's coming out yet because it's still under embargo yeah. by Disney or at the time Lucas and whomever, it's like, why even have a panel? So they have a, so basically it's a 45-ish minute panel of teases it's, with no it's real not. Content. No, no. Here's what it is. Here, here's what it is. And, and I'm going to be very direct about this and, and so on and so forth. This is, this is exactly what it is. It's them showing us, it's them basically showing product that everyone has seen. Because, because one, it's either out already or two, they've already released it to other outlets who have released it elsewhere, right? And then there's usually two or three things that they haven't shown. So they'll show those two or three things. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is that back in the day, and OG will back me up on this, there were 30 Star Wars figures, three and three quarter in a year. There's now 12. 12? TV, uh, the vintage collection, mm -hmm. which by the way, OG, I don't know if you knew this or not, it looks like they've abandoned 5POA. Thank God. And they've created a new kids line, which is like Galaxy Adventures or something. It's somewhere between, you know, the little PVC guys uh -huh. and three and three quarter. They might be a little bigger, but they're more stylized. <clears throat> they talked about that a little bit. They look cute, whatever. But the three and three quarter line is, it looks like exclusively now is the vintage collection and there's 12 figures. So why do you think they're only going with 12 figures compared to... I, I don't know, but they want us to be so jacked excited about 12 figures when we used to get 30. Yeah, but... And they show and they showed all of them. You know, first of all, most of them came out on, on Triple Force Friday, and then the, the, the rest of them are, are coming soon. They showed the X-Wing. Right. They showed... Uh, uh, sorry, they showed Red 5, which is Luke's X-Wing. They showed Poe Dameron's X-Wing. They showed the chicken walker from The Mandalorian, uh, which is a scout walker, but it's all Mandalorian, and a character from The Mandalorian, which was great because three and three quarter Mandalorian stuff is cool, or will be. And, and, uh, and a three pack, like the cave of something. So it's Dagobah Yoda, Dagobah Luke, and Vader Luke with the part of the mask comes away and it's Luke's face under there. Right. Um, which I, I don't know that any of those figures are new, but they're now repackaged. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. And that's all they showed for three and three quarter. Um, but you know, they'll more, they'll be showing more things for 2020 down the line. I get it. We're, you know, we're in the end game here. I, mm -hmm. I get that. But you know, why are they waiting? Why don't they show some 2020 stuff now? Because it, Again, I wonder if it's stuff that they're not allowed to show. But see, that's the thing. Privately, when you, if, if ever you ask Hasbro, well, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Why are you only doing 12? And they always blame Disney and Lucasfilm constantly. Right. No, Lucasfilm won't let us. Lucasfilm this, Lucasfilm that. But yet, I've asked people privately at Lucasfilm, and they're like, no, <laughs> that's their decision. <laughs> you know, if they only want to release 12 figures, that's on them. You know, because how did they go from releasing 30 figures, you know, what, 10 years ago to 12 figures now? Mm -hmm. I, I don't get it. I just don't. I just don't understand. Was it something that the, the pointing the, the blame? Is that something they've only done the last few uh, years? No. Yes. Well, it, it kind of started happening when 5POA came back and everybody was like, the f we have the vintage collection. Why on earth would you go right. back to 5POA? It doesn't make any sense. All right. But I want to move on. Uh, they showed... I think nearly twice as many, maybe not that, maybe it was like around 26 inch figures though, the black series, which I thought was really weird because way more black, way more six inch than three and three quarter, which I found particularly strange. Um, and then they talked about how there's, uh, you'll love this OG, there's um, Chase white packaging celebrating I saw that. the original white packaging that they uh, premiered 
when Force Awakens came out at San Diego Comic Con, the figure they released that year had white packaging, right. and it was the first six-inch figure. Um, so they're celebrating that by putting out waves of white packaging. I saw that as like you know like Chase. Yeah. Fuck you. And then also for any of the characters that have sort of um, like troopers and that sort of thing, they have a, they have a third option which is called. Uh, I can't carbonized. Right, it's the like so, shiny. Yeah, sort so it's of. somehow like shiny something. Yeah. Hey, you know what? If the character is fucking shiny, why aren't you fucking doing it for that character? Why are you giving me a dull one right. and a super shiny one? Why can't I just get the super shiny one because the super shiny one is how it looks in the movie? Right, I got you. Why are you doing this? So this is three versions of, let's say, the Mandalorian. There's three versions of the Mandalorian. Right. You know, so it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And two of them are essentially the same. Yeah, of them is only just a just a different box. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's like some that's some well, that's some bullshit yeah. bullshit. That's, that that reminds me of the toy biz days. Yeah, <laughs> remember that shit we had to go through. All right, so um, all right, so that was I mean that's basically it for Hasbro, except for one other thing that I wanted to mention because this will this will probably make OG's head pop in celebration of the end of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. What they've done is they've gone back and they've they've selected certain characters and three of these are already out and they're doing two packs, but the figures are casting gold plastic. Yeah, I saw that. Who cares? Can you fucking imagine 10 figures in gold plastic? The fucking silver ones are still sitting in, in nickel bins the, and, and the everything. The silver ones hit, hit five and below like three months after release. Yeah, it, was it was ridiculous. I yeah. can't even believe they're doing... Well, you know, we want to celebrate that. No, you don't. You want to put out shit that you think collectors want. And you know what? Instead of casting all those figures in gold, how about you put out, I don't know, cut them in half. If those figures cost X amount to produce, why don't you take whatever half of that does and give us two new figures? I don't disagree with you. It's just fucking unbelievable. I just don't get it, man. You know, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, so that was Hasbro. I don't want to dwell on it. Probably took too much time already anyway. That's all right. Um, Let's see, what else was there going on? Sony confirms the PlayStation 5 release for holiday 2020. I don't think anybody's surprised by that. We knew that was coming. No, there's a few things that are surprising. Well, not surprising, but they're redoing the controller. Yes, with, they're redoing the controller. With some haptic stuff in it. Yeah. So think your iPhone, if you have one, the way that the iPhone responds to right. haptic touch. So that's going to be weird. Um, it's a 4K Blu-ray player inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something. And then, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's probably going to be... It, 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 they're trying really hard to compete with whatever is sort of being said about Xbox Scarlet at this point. Right. But, I mean, at, th- I mean, at this point... They're, those two are always competing head to head, right? And PlayStation Four demolished Xbox so early out of the game yeah. that I'm. I think they're well, afraid that well, it's Xbox going to flip again. Well, that's what Xbox came back to the table with the sequels, the right. Xbox One X, and so yeah, yeah. on and so forth. And answered then, all those. Well, PlayStation did the Slim, the Pro. Yeah. So I mean, they both have had their run. Well, I say tastes great. Less filling. No, tastes great. Less filling. All right, moving on. Um, uh, <laughs> do you know what that reference is, Mr. Sandwich? No. Write it down in your notes. No. Uh, moving wow. on from there. Wow, that's what I'm talking about. Good for you, man. Good for you. It's going to have a revolt going on here. Um, it's revolting. The Hollywood Reporter um, is reporting that Apple has acquired Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds in a Christmas Carol movie, musical rather, excuse me, uh, following a bidding war for the project. Um, Roger, stop it. Um, <laughs> uh, this is something that would I would definitely want to watch, but I don't know what... I got to check to see what it would cost still for Apple TV and all that jazz. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to pay I for it. I think they set it out, didn't they? Say I, they they did. Like I just don't remember off the top of my head. Seven bucks a month or something like that? Um, I mean, I know I do have some of the... I own some of the Apple products, so I don't know if that means I'll have to still pay for it or what. Right. I love Will Ferrell. I love Ryan Reynolds. This sounds like a train wreck that's on fire. <laughs> you think so? I do. A yeah. musical really you, concerns You don't think me. the two of them can pull it off? I, I think if it was played straight, they could pull it off. It's the musical part that frightens me. I think it would be really interesting. I would kind of want to see that. Especially with the two of them. You Imagine if like, Hugh Jackman jumps on board, too. That'd be- 
You know what it reminds me of? You ever have if Hugh Jackman's not playing Marley? Then yeah, fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. It reminds me of like you ever had like two foods that you really enjoy, but together they just don't work well. I feel like that's what this is going to be. Where it's like I love buffalo chicken. I love macaroni. I will not put buffalo chicken with my macaroni. I mean, that's your folly. No, the idea is <laughs> no, I there's certain you. things I'm, you don't being, mix. I feel ass. like this won't mix well. I get you. I don't know. I think the two of them together are fine. I think it's an interesting dynamic for Christmas Carol. I'm just concerned about the musical part of it. That's I, the part that concerns me. I'm intrigued me. to say the least either way, though. So That's sure. interesting. Sure. I'd want to watch it. Robert Downey Jr. declined an Oscar campaign for Avengers Endgame. So, yeah, so Disney uh, has started their Avengers Endgame uh, Oscar push. And um, uh, notably absent was Robert Downey Jr. for Best Actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out he said on the Howard Stern show, Hoo-hoo, Robin, hoo-hoo-hoo. I'm the king of all media, Robin. Hoo-hoo-hoo. Uh, it, apparently... Uh, it was Downey's decision, he said. I'm glad you brought this up because there was some talk about, uh, and I said, let's not because I'm much more like you than you might really want to believe. I listen to the show, and I agree with most of your opinions, varied though they may be. Occasionally, you'll go on some tributary trail of thought, and I'll go like, oh, that's not how I see it. But I love that you see it that way in regards to his you know, not wanting to be part of it. So it's interesting. I think it's really, really interesting that he's decided not to do that. I mean, I'm, I'm look, it's, it's ultimately, I guess his decision in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He doesn't, I feel like he's just kind of done with the character uh, enough. Whereas like, he doesn't need to do that fight. Like he's proved it to himself. I don't think it's a matter of that he's done with the character. I, I, I not if me, the Black Widow rumors are true. Yeah, it, to me it's more. It, to me it's more along the lines of. I see it more along the lines of I don't want an Oscar. It's kind of a weird silent protest against the Oscars, and you know that kind of happens in Hollywood from time to time. There are a lot of actors that recognize the prestige, but also recognize that at the end of the day, it's still mostly a popularity contest. Um, right and. He probably doesn't want to throw his hat into the ring with this massive campaign push when, in all truthfulness, and this is not a knock at him, he's not going to win. And that's not his own fault. That's just because the Academy isn't going to give it to him for those films. That's, I mean, that's just kind of how it is. Yep. I mean, this was like a what? Like a week or so after Scorsese saying that superhero movies aren't real movies? Yeah. Well, you know what? I love Marty Scorsese as much as the next guy. Marty Scorsese. But you know what? Get, get, shut up. Marty Scorsese, because yeah. not everybody likes your movies, but it doesn't mean that you should slap somebody else's movies around. Can't we have both? Yeah. You know what I mean? Can't I have... Look, I mean, who did Gangs in New York? Was that Scorsese? Yeah. That movie was the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen in a movie theater on screen ever. But you know what? That's fine. Marty Scorsese has made plenty of good movies. Damn love So, you know, let's just move forward. I, I just want to point out that, um, maybe I'm wrong here, but did, didn't Marty Scorsese... Um, produced joker and he was originally supposed to direct it i'm just saying so there's that uh speaking of joker uh number one movie in the world in a world where joker's number one in a world so joker's an interesting movie this past week huh yep yeah unfortunately we didn't get a chance to check it out because of comic-con comic-con yeah well i was hoping we could all get to go see it before next week and then oh (laughs) that didn't happen wait it ain't happened that we're going to go see it together, or it's not probably gonna... not for me. No. Well, it wouldn't happen that we would be talking about it because. This is... Oh, I um, see what you did. So this movie seems to be um, controversial to people who either haven't seen it or are trying to incite violence. But everybody I know that has personally seen it, or even people who I know that have seen it, I've just been talking about it, seem to like it. Yeah. So the people who don't want to like it haven't liked it. Other people have really liked it, and the media is trying to start a movie theater shooting. That's, that's my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a lot of just independent blogs or what, but the dog has my shoe, so hold on one second. <laughs> I don't... Is that, was that one of the reviews of the film? No, the Joker movie was so good, it was like the dog had my shoe. Three out of five. Nicky Monty. 
<laughs> Did we stop? What happened I, with I Instagram? You stopped. We didn't stop. I stopped. <laughs> I can still see my beautiful visage on Instagram. I heard apparently a lot of people were distressed with the amount of, I guess, violence and the... <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. Every time that I've seen someone say that they're distressed with the violence, it's people who still haven't seen the movie. Oh, they're, really? They're distressed with the violence they are presumed they are going to see with the movie. I uh, guess there was people, I guess it was just people who wanted to start shit on social media. Did you hear the one guy that, that got banned from AMC? Did you hear about this guy? No, no. Some guy went to an AMC... Okay. He printed out a post. A, um, he printed out a flyer, made it look all uh, pro and legit, and stuck it to the glass outside of an AMC that said, uh, "Due to concerns uh, with violence, blah, 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 uh, no uh, single tickets will be sold to this movie. You have to be with somebody." And so then the guy went on this whole rampage about how, "Oh, they're just discriminating. This is equivalent to you know, uh, you know." Segregated water found all this crazy shit. He That's went a on psycho thing. To do. Yeah. And so AMC, AMC had to respond to it because people started going after AMC, calling right. them out for it. And AMC responded with, "No, we have video of you sticking that to the door and then taking a photo with it, and then taking it down and putting it over by the ticket kiosk and posting it again. And now ah, you're just banned for from them. AMC theaters for the rest of your life. Good for them. And that was their response. Smart on them for catching that shit too. So, well, honestly, I mean, we're we're not going to be able to talk much about it until we've seen. Of course, it. no. The, the, I mean, the at this point, we're we're basically talking. You know, I mean, New York Comic Con Joker was everywhere. Everywhere. Yep. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. And it was like, easily, I would say it's probably easily the most cosplay there. And, oh, uh, to point I, out too, a lot of Black Widow and not many uh, Harley Quinn. It's, yeah, it changed a bit. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, and, and, and every guy who had, uh, who was selling prints had at least one Joker, some several Jokers. Multiples, yeah. So. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, we couldn't find anything. We tried to find something that would really get under OG's skin, um, you know, for his last regular episode. Um, but Nick only succeeded in finding one that would get under my skin. Joe Casada honored by Society of Illustrators with New York City exhibit. Oh, we don't have the cricket sounds yet? I don't think I have it. Oh, okay. okay. I might. Because that would be appropriate here. Um, because... Get the fuck out of here. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, am I going to say Joe Quesada is not a good artist? He certainly was uh, two decades ago when he was a young guy up and coming. The guy had talent. There's no doubt about it. Has he been one since then? No. And let me tell you why. One, because he has created this, uh, this sort of following of himself. He has created this. Um, you know, now it's a big deal if a Marvel book, which by the way, he is the company, uh, what's his position there? He's the creative director or whatever the hell he is. I forgot that's what it was. It's now a big deal if Joe Quesada does a cover, an alternate cover for a book. It's a one in 1000 cover or one in 500 cover and it's the Joe Quesada cover. You know who makes those decisions? Fucking Joe Quesada. So Joe Quesada pumps up his own fucking ego by making his cover the one in 500 cover you know and it's there's they suck and i'd like to point this out too you're not frank miller joe you'll never be frank miller joe and he's not the voice like stan lee was so stop pawning off yourself you know by 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 you know basically at this point trying to be him because if anyone take the opportunity and go look on the internet Write, write this down, Sandwich. You want to look at, what was it, Daredevil Father? Yep, that's it. The covers on Daredevil Father were direct ripoffs of Frank Miller's artwork. I'll never forget doing a double take seeing those for the first time. They were a direct... It's not an homage. He doesn't put on there, you know, I was trying to pay homage to Frank Miller. No, fuck him. He was trying to fucking pawn Frank Miller, and he fucking sucked at it. And I'll always think, I'll always think of Joe Quesada as the guy who said, I have a great idea. Let's for, let's pretend like the marriage between Peter Parker and Mary Jane never happened. Oh, that might get OG activated. Which, which to this, which to this day is one of the worst things I feel like that's ever happened to Spider Man. I think it's worse than than the Clone Saga, because not that I think there's even a problem with Clone Saga, but a lot of people do. But it made me drop out of comics for a long time. Yep. Um, there was tons of just terrible issues that followed it. 
Uh, I remember there was one good issue, um, a standalone issue, um, about a, an homage to soldiers in general. Uh, and outside of that, it was just a horrendous, yeah, horrendous. It, which, which is still kind of like they're kind, of, and they're kind of. It feels like they're kind of. I'm catch. I'm a few issues behind, but like they're kind of pretending like uh, that shit never happened. Yeah, I mean, there's the. I mean, we we can just go. We can just keep going on. I don't think Wolverine should smoke cigars anymore. Yeah, whatever. Why? Whatever. Just magically, he just stopped smoking cigars. Everybody. You know, like, what the hell? I mean, like, it's, you know, it, it is a story about human beings. Adults read these books, too. Yeah. You know? And so it, it, it's fairly likely the guy has been smoking cigars since 1963, whatever the fuck the year was, 70-something. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it's a fairly good notion that he probably would still be smoking cigar. And I feel like maybe Casada should be a bonus show of why we, all the reasons why maybe we don't care for him. So. Uh, I, I can sum it up in one quote. Continuity should not get in the way of a good story. I just can't. I mean, it's just, and you know what? He's right. And he's running Marvel into the ground creatively because of it. I mean, it's just, it's fucking dreadful. I was talking about this today with Retailer X when the new books came in mm-hmm. and we were remarking how these books are unreadable. I was also doing my order form at the time and I'm like, what is this book? This book makes no damn sense. And, it's, you know, I literally brutal. said that 10 times in the Marvel section because it doesn't make any damn, damn sense. I mean, look, there's been I, I still read, uh, even though I'm behind, I, I still read uh, Amazing and I still read Daredevil. Uh, I don't pick I don't even try to entertain or read anything else. Um, a lot of the some of the DC books I just jump into. I don't know the back history like I do Marvel. Right. It's really enjoyable. And there's tons of in, tons of independent stuff right now. That's well, the, checking the, out. the problem is now DC is starting to go in that direction and it's really frightening. Like, for example, DC's alternate covers now and some of their books come on cardstock. Oh, God. Which is a buck more. Mm-hmm. So it's a three ninety nine book is now a four ninety nine book if you want the alternate cover and it comes in cardstock. And there's already a lot of five dollar books out there, which is ridiculous. So what you're telling me is we are like a year away from early nineties variant uh, no, cover. No, 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 plastic. No, no, no. I don't think we're going. No, I don't think DC uh, will ever go uh, there. I think Marvel could go there. Um, and by the way, today. Uh, coming into comic shops today. I mean, you want to talk about that disease still existing? Yeah. Spawn 301. Take yeah. a guess how many covers there were. Um, 10. Anyone else guess? No, I'm not sure. Okay. Five. Okay. The answer is, if you added both OG and Sandwich Up, you'd still be short by two. Huh? There were 17 covers on Spawn 301. That's... Dumb on 17. I don't even know how many there were for Spawn 300. There was probably so, 60. So the reason for that is that is it's some sort of record, isn't it? Isn't it some yeah. sort of weird consecutive yeah. independent record yeah. or something? It, yeah, it's, it's he petitioned. Do you know this story? No. He petitioned. McFarlane, you talking about? Yeah, petitioned the Guinness Book of World Records to say that he was, it was the longest running like single crea- creator something on a book right. which beat Dave Sim for Cerebus, for Cerebus except that Dave Sim drew and wrote every issue of Cerebus and there were long periods of time where Todd plotted Spawn right. and had nothing else to do with it right and so he wedged in that you know, he yeah. wedged that thing in there yeah. to, just to get a Guinness Book of World Records. Fucking retarded. I mean, I'm, I'm not upset that he bit, beat Dave Sim, but but the fact that well, I mean, I I mean, it, it it doesn't matter what you think about Cerebus. I mean, on the one hand, Cerebus is a genius piece of work, and on the other hand, Todd McFarlane just trying to beat it. Oh no, no, Cerebus is a genius piece of work, but Dave Sim is a little. He's a wacko. Yeah, I know. He's he's in the he's in the Van Skyver. He's not that yeah. far. He's yeah, not. He's is he? Dead. Yeah, he is. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, know. he is. <laughs> all, 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 I, all I feel is that between with the prices of the way comics are going, with the way that uh, more and more adults are buying them instead of kids. Uh, I mean, how much does it cost for Netflix right now? Eleven bucks a month, twelve yeah. bucks, something like that. Like so, two books plus tax is pretty much you know close. Yeah, but to the same price as a month of Netflix. So what? Would, yeah. Which? What are you expecting people are going to go with? Like, That's why I stopped reading their foot. books again. I'm. I'm with you in that, you know, from the Marvel perspective, I'm only reading two books. It's Daredevil and Cap. It's the same two books I've been reading since I was nine, with the exception of the time they put Daredevil in San Francisco, which made no fucking sense to me. And I stopped and I was only reading Captain America. But um, those are the only two books I read from Marvel. And I think from DC, I read actual issues. I read four books, Batman, Detective, Batman Beyond, Mm -hmm. 
and there's one I'm forgetting. Is Beyond worth picking up? I was debating. Yeah, Beyond's that. awesome. Yeah, was yeah they just solicited one. 39th issue. I think the book is really good. I've always thought that 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 whole thing was really excellent. Yeah. So. All right. I mean, I'm, I'm wondering because like, I, even my first thought was maybe I'll catch up on that on Comixology because yeah. you can get them cheap. So I'm, sure. I don't know if there's like, I don't know if it's a matter of like they're trying to push out the local comic book shops in order to just focus on digital or what exactly they're trying no, to do. I don't but, know. I don't think they'll ever go just fully digital. I, I just think don't think that's other, a thing. I think it's a whole other you know conversation altogether. Probably. For sure. But there are other things too that I read in trade. I think OG probably reads in trade or reads on Comixology at least. But I read uh, I read the entire Hellboy universe. Same. I read the uh, I'm getting into the Black Hammer universe which is Jeff Lemire's universe mm-hmm. in Dark yeah, Horse. And other than that, there's kind of some one-off. Saga would be one. Mm-hmm. Paper Girls would be one mm-hmm. I think is really good. I always go nuts when they have like the 99 cent sales or like yeah. the Black Friday sales. Like that's when I kind of go crazy. Dave Peterson, by the way, says says hi to everyone at Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Uh, the creator of Mouse Guard, which right. is a book I would read yeah. if there was new stuff. And I'm like, Dave, and he goes, I'm working on it. And I'm like, all right, all right. Chill, dude, chill. So, anyway, sorry. Uh, do we want to take a break before we talk about some more at Comic Con? Like maybe like what we picked up and that sort sure. of deal. Sure, that works for me. All, All right. right. OG just wants to talk less about himself. Well, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, I just. It's a good time for a break. We're forty minutes in, aren't we? All right. Ish, so let's take ish. a break. All right. Hey, you don't got to yell. All right, Big Kev. With that, Mister Monty and OG and um, what's your name again? Don't uh, <laughs> Fat, fat Dumbledore sandwich. We will uh, take our first and only break on this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 560, the episode with no name. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Frank Miller from some very dark place, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And we are back. This lovely episode, episode 560 of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. The one we're calling something Big Kev was supposed to name three and a half, four hours ago. That's a very... That's but a, did not. That's a very wordy name, Monty. I don't think it's... It's not be. goodbye. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You happy now? It's not goodbye. Welcome back to this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Episode 560. It's not goodbye. Aw. Yes. You just l- listen to our lovely sponsor here at Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Sandwich, take it away. Now, listen, I want to say this. Sandwich has been doing tons of research. Mm-hmm. He's lost sleep. He's dedicated himself to knowing everything that you can know about Build X-Wing. So, Sandwich, lay it on us. So, Build X-Wing is one of the uh, many fabulous products we've got from Model Space. I believe the last one was R2-D2. And mm-hmm. before that was Millennium Falcon. Very good. So this is one of those build-as-you-go-along beautiful pieces that, like I love to say, this is something you see at a convention, and you'd love to have it, but you know you can't have it because it's probably a lot of money. Right. But what this is, it's the affordable option of you build-as-you-go, and you set it up and you feel that joy of, wow, <laughs> I love it. Even Monty says, I'm not a star, he's not a Star Wars guy, but he can even appreciate the beautiful X Wing. So, 
There's the regular uh, X-Wing. And then what we like to highlight is the Deluxe Edition. What the Deluxe Edition comes with is the, uh, the People Mover, the personal transporter, some other things like the fuel pump, a crew ladder, and a, a static Luke figure that slides right into the cockpit. Slides of, right into the cockpit. Yeah, All right, there you go. X-Wing cockpit says right here. <laughs> and landing lights that actually light up. So what the deluxe edition, deluxe edition does for you is it gives you the complete picture that you want. Where if you're a good enough like photographer and you got it all together, you could make me feel like I'm watching an actual I, X-Wing. I just wanted to know if your plan for this spot was 60 minutes or less. I just needed to know <laughs> you can, you can, people who have other things You can find he's or, working it through. Or That's well, fine. We, we, we will give him notes later I'm on. I'm asking for Rocky. Rocky wanted to know. And <laughs> Sandwich, remember when I told you what Big Kev was talking down to you? What, you, what, you, what should you say here? Fuck you. There you go. Damn. Damn. Did I do it, Monty? Did Damn. I do it? Proud of you. Finish you can, the spot here. Finish you can say the spot. whatever he wants. You can find, uh, you can call them at 877-544-6779 or you can find them online at modelspace.com. Or? Hmm? Or? I did, the, I did the phone number first. No, or where's the other website? What's the direct uh, one? buildxwing.com that's good very good no okay. one saw me mouth that to you on Instagram that was so amazing. there you go fantastic so I have my head like this and no we don't have a, we don't have a game stuff uh, tonight uh, Coke Logic uh, had tickets uh, to go see the Joker movie I actually double booked yeah I actually um, I, can't blame I spoke with Coke Logic earlier today about a project and so he said yeah yeah I'm getting my shit together so so one assumes that we will have game stuff again fantastic maybe okay. next week so we have uh, we did a little thing this past weekend, boys. We did a little uh, little New York Comic Con. It's all a blur. It, it is quite. The well, blur. well, we want to say first and foremost is thank you to everybody who came by the table and said hi to. Well, most people who came by the table and said hi to us and so on and so forth and yep. expressed their support, you know, for the changes that we're making at the show and so on and so forth. And a lot of people, I don't know, thinking OG has cancer or something. He doesn't. It's not cancer, just to put that out there, so that we're squashing all rumors. So it's nothing like that. Um, and secondarily, uh, we want to say thank you to all the people who have participated in our incredible raffles, Indeed. our incredible giveaways. Indeed. So I, I want to give one other uh, special thank you slash shout out to, uh, I'm not going to throw out his name because I don't blow up his spot, but thank you to our very good friend with the dog. Who was integral in in many good things? Yes, this yes. I don't want to get him in. Uh, you know, I thought for a second you were talking about Monty, and I couldn't think why on earth we would be thanking you. So you're my house, you know. About Comic Con. Shut up. <laughs> that's 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 where I was going with that. So. Uh, Yes, so many people stop by, so many people taking part in our incredible, 11 incredible giveaways 11 uh, this incredible year. Uh, we, we do want to say also all the winners have been um, selected and all the winners, we're waiting to hear back. We haven't heard back from all of them yet, but um, hopefully we will. And uh, yeah, and then those prizes will go out and that'll be that. And we'll look forward to next year. Well, hip, hip, huzzah. Where we'll have to break our own record. I was about to say, how, uh, how crappy did you guys feel Monday morning? Because... Um I mean, I hated life. I don't know about I did not have pneumonia this time. And I have my voice. I would say my voice like 85%, 80, 85% Pretty back. Good. Pretty nice. good. I'm way better than OG now, which I don't understand. Because he didn't. The only time he was loud ever was Saturday night when we went out to dinner. But, but, it was the but, only time he was loud the whole weekend. True. But he also has a Frodo that he has to, you know. He was with. more loud with that kid than he was for hawking tickets. But I did engage with a lot of the people at the table. That's true. That's fair. I suppose I spent a good portion of the weekend talking nonetheless. And we and should say to work on Monday. And we should say also uh, OG expressing himself with cosplay. I did have fun on Saturday. Twice. As a yes. smurf. I'm not I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to downplay his dipper that yeah. he comes at least once a year in. Yeah, I got look. You got you got to have a little bit of fun. And then OG also oh Sorry about that. Yeah, to have a little bit Instagram. of Instagram. So, yeah. So then, uh, OG, also, now you did a character from... Uh, Critical Role. Critical Role. Right. But you gender flipped the character. Correct. Right. Correct. And I thought he looked excellent. You know, all the all the Critical Role people was stopping yeah. by to say hello and have a photo. And yeah. so, so there you go. I think, Good I on think, you. I think um, 
Mrs. G honestly deserves more credit just because... Uh, she did all the makeup. Yeah. She did all the makeup. She's the one that made you look like a big Smurf. That's right. A big, angry Smurf who's going to kneecap you if you keep calling me a Smurf. <laughs> wow. going to beat me with that lollipop you had. You Papa Smurf. Right. Listen, you better cut it out because the gloves are off. <laughs> He's going out swinging for the fences. What has he got to lose? <laughs> Nothing. Um, uh, do we just want a real quick roundtable uh, uh, things that we saw in New York Comic Con that were really great go sandwich uh so i always like the marvel booth i know we think it's a cancerous place to go sometimes but i always think it's, <laughs> he's not wrong <laughs> i always think that no og does good. not have cancer the God's booth, sake. The booth it, itself it's a, is fine it's a different growth it grows and its name is frodo that's what he has wow wow <laughs> Holy I, shit. I appreciate you referring to my son as a tumor <laughs> as some sort of cancerous growth wow I thought that, all right no, so no. so sandwich, apparently you said defend yourself i didn't mean like you know monty uh, uh, sorry uh sandwich it looks like uh, like the Marvel booth. Monty, did you see some stuff that you? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Sideshow booth is always one of the the nicest booths to check out. Um, and that- and we got to. Uh, oh, you weren't there, but we, me and OG, or me and Sandwich. I think it was me and Sandwich. We actually got to see the Mandalorian hot toy and the um, the IG Eleven. Um, on Wednesday night, when it was way before they premiered. I mean, okay. yeah, had we, we saw them, they were nice. Had we snapped photos of them at that night and put them online, we'd had an exclusive. <laughs> Very so, true. There you go. Very true. Just saying. That might have been frowned um, upon, I mean, Screwed that up. <laughs> some of their statues were just absolutely magnificent. That scarecrow statue the bat from Batman was fucking phenomenal. I'm not even a fan of that character. I mean, I love the way they did. Uh, they had the Spider-Man one from the, the the PlayStation game. The way they had a they had a Gambit and Rogue statue, which looked great. Um, I mean, just I mean, it's sideshow, so it speaks for itself. But seeing everything yeah. on display so nicely yeah. like that um, speaks volumes. Of course, I actually like going to check out the the actual comics that kind of started all of this. Like kind of seeing those old vintage. What's a comic? It's it. It's a printed on paper. It was, oh, it was oh. before your time. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, will talk about to you uh, to later on. Uh, and of course, uh, just talk. Tell me about up. the yellow kid <laughs> when you were young. Those comics. Sorry, and, go on. And uh, there's Artist Alley just kind of checking in what's going on. Yeah. I actually got a chance to talk to Alex Maleev. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the guy who stole your artwork? He did not steal it. FedEx stole it. Uh, but it was kind of nice. He's like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, hey, we talked a whole bunch, but you don't know me. He goes, what are you talking about? I'm a him, stalker. I give him. I just give him my my first name and my my city. I don't even tell him exact the the exact address. He goes, bro. We never found it, man. We never fucking found it. And so that was a great conversation, and uh, yeah, just the um, the from aisle like one hundred to was it like three or four hundred. Some of the stuff that uh, people were selling that they small companies that they made stuff themselves and they were hawking or whatever the case may be. Nice, Oge. Um, honestly, Oge. Um, I was I was. Mostly underwhelmed this year, but a um, couple highlight booths for me. Um, the folks over at the Rook and the Raven was a really cool booth. Um, what do they have? Them out. They are the, the the booth that sells the um, the custom like campaign journals. Oh and yes, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They were really cool. Um, I had a really good conversation with Jim Zub, who uh, is a writer of the Rick and Morty D and D comic book, as well as a bunch of other stuff for Oni and some stuff by himself. Um, I don't know. I don't know. A couple other artists. Sally was okay. Yeah. Um, and that's not a knock at the artist. There's, I mean, you know, Scott Blair, who I'm a big fan of. I got to see him and talk to him for a little bit. Right. Brian Fife, who I absolutely love. I got to talk to him for a little bit. Right. So I think my, my highlights were individual creators that I got to speak to. Right. You know? Yeah, that's cool. Uh, for me, it was uh, definitely artist alley, which is, I think the most time that I spent away from the booth was probably in artist alley. Cause I was trapped there on Sunday. Um, I was actually wondering if you were actually at the convention since I, I was, was. The, that was, well, that was the day I showed up late. I, I so know. When you, then when you disappeared, I'm and like, I, and I was like, damn Monty's late. And then I'm in artist alley going, I'm never getting out of here. And I just could not get out of that room. <laughs> you live there now. No, I, I might as well. I felt like I lived there for a month because it was horrendous. Um, but no, I really like, I, I liked seeing just like OG. I had some creators that I enjoy. I don't remember always the names so much, but they're, you know, that guy Same. that does sort of the really thin vertical uh-huh. kind of gouache, uh-huh. you know what? That guy was there. I think that's really interesting. There was a guy upstairs who was doing like, it's two hands kind of holding. It looks like a baby or yeah, a rag doll hero. version. I actually met that guy. That's one of the guys I met in Honolulu. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. That guy was real. That guy's stuff was really, really cute and funny and different and interesting. And 
So I really like that. But there were a number of different art. I, I think this was a really art heavy show for me um, because I didn't buy a lot of stuff. The only stuff that I bought, even surprisingly to me, the only toys that I bought were I bought, well, pops, right? mostly pops for other people, um, including OG mm-hmm. and Mrs. OG and the sandwich and uh, uh, and others, uh, people I'm staying with and so on. Um, the pops I bought for myself, though, were not exclusive. I got the two pops. I don't know why, I, you know, like, I don't know why this, this hit me during this convention, but, like, I realized that the shape of water mm. is, you know, like, that there was products you know, right. and I've been I've been talking a lot about that about that movie lately to friends and things, and suggesting if they haven't seen it that they ought to, and so on and so forth. And there were like on somebody's discount table for five bucks a piece, were the two pops they did from that movie. Right. And then somebody else had like the six inch figure. I think it was done by NECA. Mm-hmm. They had a six inch figure of the creature that was also like you know, uh, like 10 bucks or something right. on like a blowout thing. I'm like, you know what? I like these. This was a motion picture of the year. I'm going to grab these things. So those were highlights for me. A um, couple of, you know, prints and other things. I picked up a V for Vendetta print. I don't know that I ended up showing it to you. Right? I saw it. Uh, it was fabulous. I mean, it was fantastic. It was probably the best, one of the best things I got, I think for certain. Um, and yeah. And then some other things, you know, being with, being with, all of us together yeah, and stuff is always fun. Always fun. Um, and uh, going out to dinner was nice. The trials and tri- oh yeah, going out to yeah, dinner no, was totally, great. Totally yeah. forgot to mention that until you know your son and I had his first bar fight. <laughs> so I'm just saying it had to happen sooner or later. If Uncle Kevin should be remembered for anything, uh, Uncle Big Kev and and Frodo had Frodo's first bar fight. There you go. So yeah. there had you to go. happen. We uh, we also have some comments from the Discord folks. Uh, Will's Trash Who? said uh, Will's Trash said Comic-Con was a lot of fun but the crowds were a pain uh, Comic-Con goers uh, walk like old people drive without purpose and randomly stop for no apparent reason some cool cosplayers uh, interesting studios and fewer than average assholes uh, uh, FKN Frank said he had fun uh, but so crowded especially Artist Alley uh, he thinks Comic-Con should limit the size of some of the big corporate booths so there is more room also, off-site panels at Hulu Theater slash MSG can end up wasting a good portion of your day. Yes, true. And two things, though. They will never give up the corporate booths ever. Nope. What they are more likely to do is cut the number of tickets that they sell and increase the price. For sure. That is, they're more, much more likely to do that than they are to do the other thing. But then again, they're, they are expanding the Javits Center in a few years. Yeah. So, that just means they'll have more room for more vendors and more yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah, that, that's not going to affect the ticketing whatsoever. So. No. Um, should we talk about some of the items that we picked up um, at Comic-Con? Do we want to go you wanna do that, that route? Yeah, I mean, not? honestly, I picked up prints. I picked up one exclusive, a couple of pops, and that was it. I, didn't, I actually bought very little this year. I think I talked about it near yeah. everything that I bought. Uh, I mean, I can hit on my stuff real quick. Um, I, the... Uh, First cool thing I thought was kind of fun, um, I don't remember if I shared it during uh, one of the days at Comic-Con, uh, was I wanted to stop by the Shutter Booth, mm-hmm. uh, the horror streaming service. Um, I think that was the first day, like only if, like maybe noon that day, maybe one o'clock. Um, I talked to try to get something to have them onto the show, and um, when they go, I told them about the podcast, they go, oh, you're Monty, aren't you? I go, how the, <laughs> how the hell do you know who I am? They go, no, someone for, who's a fan of your show came by, mentioned your podcast, and only one guy named Monty likes horror. <laughs> so that worked out That worked out really well. And uh, I signed up for the service. After that, I got some prints that uh, OG, I don't want to say convinced me, but he uh, he led me, uh, he led the horse to water. Come on, uh, the Nooligan prints were really nice. Oh, that's pitching. true. Yeah, yeah, I got one of those. Um, I got some stuff from St. Mark's uh, Comics. They're still selling online, even though they're not there. And uh, a few tabletop books, which... Uh, I was pretty happy with sandwich. Nice. What'd you get out of there? Uh, I bought two Iron Giant prints that I thought were really excellent. They were, Ooh, yep, I nice. saw them. And then Good choice. the guy, you guys remember the guy across to the left who wow. had those weird like Japanese style looking? Yeah, yeah. I got a Pulp Fiction one. Oh, so nice. oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Very cool. That's, where I, got, that's where I got the Evil Dead one, right? Yeah, yeah. I meant yeah. to get the Voltron print. And I kind of forgot. Oh yeah, I totally forgot that too. I have his card. <laughs> oh, good. We can get it then. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it for me. I no, know. it isn't. What? What else did you get? Samurai Jack. What other? What? Oh, well, wife. that you certainly got. But no, what? 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 What other thing did you get? What? What die did you? Did you get? Oh, the giant, dungeon, uh, 
D20 that the I could. Metal D20? The metal From D20. Level Up? Level Up, yeah. yeah. Booth 104 this year. <laughs> Ooh. Did you know that on Saturday... I think it was on Saturday. It's that time of the night. No. We turn on the black light. Let the dungeons and the dragons begin. It's uh, D&D. Uh, yes, you know about it. Fighting with the legends of yore. It's D&D. Joe Manganiello was there. Hand, oh, no shit. Hand printing. Again? printing shirts. Where? He showed up. He must have been somewhere over by Next Level, because that's where he was last year, because his company didn't have a booth. He was there screen printing shirts. He was the one running the screen printing. Yeah, just like last year. Just like last year. Gosh, wow. I, I didn't I hear that at all. Oh, oh hell yeah. But it went to. I have a all couple of his shirts. Oh, that sucks. So, yeah, I'm pissed that I didn't know about that, but otherwise... Well, there we go. Well, we all got something, uh, something lovely. Well, you know, we, we, you know, we have to, uh, we have to wrap it up because, um, daddy G has to, uh, go get Frodo. I have to get Frodo. So we have to, uh, we have to bring it too close, but OG, before we go, um, uh, Mr. Monty, maybe you can, uh, grab that, you know, in, uh, in recognition. What did you do, Ray? Of your promotion to the, to the front office. Um, all three of us oh, okay. uh, contributed, uh, and we got you a little something. Okay. We 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 decided that you know we wanted to expand um, your collection and your uh, horizons. Okay. And uh, we 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 got you some uh, we got you some original art, sir. Oh wow, that's really beautiful. Yeah. Well, why don't you flip it and look at the other page? Oh wow. So we are presenting OG with. Two original pages, sequential pages. Yeah, those are really beautiful. Yep. Uh, from uh, Green Arrow issue forty-six, the artist is German Peralta. I believe it's Herman. Herman Peralta. Peralta. Now, uh, well, what were you telling nice. me about this, uh, Mr. Sandwich? I was just pointing out that I'm pretty sure that it's from the Rebirth uh, issues of Green Arrow. Because the art style looks very reminiscent of the few Green Arrow I have read. In yeah, and it's it's also his Rebirth outfit, not the New 52 gun fucking bow and arrow <laughs> Oh, so you, you like this one. Uh, I do like this one. And I like the design on Canary in this one, too. It's not that kind of... Yeah, so we should point out that decrepit it's... Decrepit zombie Canary. Right. It's one splash page. Correct. With like of Ollie getting exploded out of a thing. Out of a window, yeah. And then the next page he's kind of recovering and and of course Dinah is uh walking there, there she is yeah to the motorcycles thank you very much guys that's yeah, that's sure. really really nice so we'll expect to see that framed uh in your front office so the the office is completely being reworked right now oh 90 percent of the art that's on the walls are probably is probably coming down oh yeah to make room for a lot of new stuff and this will be included in the new stuff well those are sequential pages yes so you'll want to frame them together uh, i might try to get them uh, Side by side frame with a nice mat. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm no, saying. absolutely. So, uh, of course, uh, you know, it's time for us, uh, of course, to say uh, something nice about OG uh, before we end uh, the episode. Uh, uh, so glad uh, that OG uh, loved that uh, that gift, and that's from all of us. OG, it's not just from me. I get it. Thank you so much. Um, you. And thank you all of you, of course. And uh, in recognition of your fabulous promotion to the front office. And uh, we'll we'll ha- have some pictures of that artwork up so you guys can uh, have sure. a look at that. And uh, why don't we begin with the the youngest member of the of the crew, Mister Sandwich? Uh, uh, OG has always treated me relatively well. You know? <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, in all honesty, he, he really does. He really does. He really, you know, when when I'm down in the dumps, OG comes there with a, a pick it up, old sport. And then usually a joke about me being. Does he say it like that? Pick it up, old sport. Come on. A wee bit. Get I get you confused with Rocky sometimes, and I do talk to you like a dog. I apologize. That's not nice. No, but he's always been very welcoming to me, and it always made me feel more comfortable with the group. Good. You're so, a swell Mr. fella, sandwich. Mr. Monty. Uh, first of all, I feel like, uh, especially the last. When uh, when the three of us had this conversation before Sandwich jumped on about me kind of stepping up to help out more with the show, uh, Mr. G has helped uh, helped me uh, with a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that nobody knows about or no one sees uh, when it comes to a podcast. Because um, the main reason I wanted to get into a podcast was to get better with audio recordings and all that jazz. And um, OG has had every excuse to 
tell me off to <laughs> to say what the hell's the matter with you? Why don't you get this? Uh, but has instead been a great teacher, and um, he's even better to my dog, which is even which is really nice. Um, so, and I've said plenty of nice enough shit from over the years and yeah. everything knowing you, but specifically with helping me out, just kind of pick up the slack with. Uh, the behind the scenes stuff is greatly appreciated and I thank you and I will be continuing to bother you. <laughs> of course, I expect nothing less. <laughs> and, and then it comes to me. Yeah. So uh, for 30 years, OG <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> has been uh, uh, my very dear friend and I know I may not uh, be his best friend, but he is certainly mine. You always say that. And well, it's because Though you know it's I'm, not true. You I'm, always say it. I'm just being modest, sir. <laughs> and uh, you know this this whole this whole big Kev's geek stuff, this whole project, this whole thing that uh, Matt and I got involved with nearly 15 years ago. And you know, even you before there was a show, there oh, yeah. was this project existed before there was a show. Yeah, there was uh, critical toys. There was. Uh, Collectible bits box. Collectible bits box. Yeah, there was there was there were things before this that led us to this place. And I don't and, and I say this with all humility and sincerity, there would be no show uh without you. There would be no show without OG. And so we will move on and do a show without OG. There you go. Uh, uh no, it's not without OG. No. He's in the front office. Okay. We're doing it week to week. OG'll be back doing things and he'll be on social medias and all those things. But in all seriousness, it's um it's been an incredible ride, a very rough ride for our friendship for <laughs> at, at times. Um mostly because of me. No. No, all because of me. Uh and uh, I appreciate you I appreciate you sticking it out and I appreciate you sticking with it. I know even in the times when you and I were both like I wonder if us getting robbed was a sign only to have the next sign be literally like oh you didn't think the robbery was a sign well let's flood out what you have left so even then uh when when we were uh coming back og was uh uh first and foremost like yes let's do this yes let's keep it going and so on and so forth and through all the trials and tribulations i don't think uh we would be where we are today in any respect you know, have have you not had the the helm of the project? Well, so. I have uh, I have the utmost confidence in the three of you and myself, of course, still involved in some way, shape, or form in the back office. But uh, the show's going to be just fine. Y'all yeah. are fantastic. Yeah, well, y'all are okay. wonderful. I'm super proud of all the work that we've done leading up to this point. Um, it literally is my identity in many ways and will always be my identity in many ways. And I don't regret anything, any, anywhere the journey has led us. And, uh, you know, this isn't goodbye. It's just till next time. See, see how that title came into play. See, it isn't goodbye. I told you it would work. So, so there it is. So there it is. Lovely. So with that, uh, no, that's your job. Oh yeah. So with that big Kev. With that, OG, we will bring uh, your final regular episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 560, the one we're calling It's Not Goodbye, to a close. Wait, you didn't do the plugs or anything. Oh, I forget the plugs. Yeah, I forget the plugs. All oh, right, you know fine. You find us. Go to bkgeekstuff.com. It's all there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there you go. And with that, uh, we will end this episode the way we end some episodes, by saying good night, OG. Wherever you are. But I'm right here. And on that note, we cue the music. <laughs>